2: This is TalkSport Daily.
3: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Sunday, my friends. Yeah, welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with, of course, me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, I'm back on drive time on Monday from 4pm. Anyway, we begin today's podcast by looking back on Saturday evening's live commentary of Crystal Palace against Liverpool. Here is how the game unfolded on TalkSport.
4: Chardell Mateta hammers the ball against the crossbar. It's another nightmare moment for Trent Alexander Arnold and Mateta should have put Crystal Palace in front. How did he miss? Well, that is the best chance of the first half so far. Anderson with the raking pass out to the right-hand side. elise has got some space here up against Robertson. Elise with a left footed cross. Great delivery all the way along the six-yard line. It was beyond Mateta and Schlapp who is coming in late. Any connection and Crystal Palace are in front. Saying the ball out to the right. Alexander Arna with a cross. Jota with a first-time attempt. And then it's been hammered against the bar by Salah. Writer was beaten, Salah with a left foot shot, can only find the woodwork. And there goes the full-time whistle, much to the frustration of the Palace players who surround the referee, believing there should be time for the corner. It finishes Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool nil.
3: And following the game, TalkSport caught up with Patrick Vieira and Jurgen Klopp. Patrick a
4: good point for your side or are you slightly disappointed not to win the game
1: no it's, it's a good point I think uh, both teams had the chances to win the game even if both teams didn't create very much so I think the, the draw is a fair result Against Liverpool, we needed to be in our best, and uh, and I think today a lot of aspect of the games was really good for us, and we take the points, and uh, and this is something that uh, I'm happy with. I guess the one big chance really was the, the Mateta one against the crossbar. Will he be disappointed not to score? He is really disappointed. You can look at his face when he will come out. is is uh, disappointed because he knew he knew that he, he should score it. and uh, and he was unlucky for us. He didn't take his chance, but, you know, it's about the confidence that we need to rebuild from those players because we have the quality, we have those opportunities. So it's important for us to take them because, uh, you know, when you don't create very much, especially against those teams, you need to take those chances.
4: Will Zaha back in training? I think on Friday. Is, is he close to to being able to play now? And how big a boost will that be? How much have you missed him?
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's close to uh, to come back. He will start training with the team on the Monday, and uh, that will be the second week with the team. And then we will see at the end of the week how he's going to cope with that.
4: Jurgen, just give us your assessment of your team's performance tonight, please.
5: Yep, was okay. We have a point, um, which is. So I know we have an insane record here at Crystal Palace, but I actually never knew exactly why, because the games were always super difficult. And but usually we score from a set piece, and the second goal is a counter attack. And we didn't score tonight. That's obviously the main difference. Um, Apart from that, um, Palace had hit the crossbar, but had no other shot on target, which is a Good sign, um, because when you when we won here two 0 or whatever, they had much more shots on target, for example. So I understand that is, and some people not be overly happy. I'm not over the moon about it, but I'm okay with it. Um, and for me we go. Was the clean sheet the big positive of the night? Absolutely, absolutely. It's always been a big positive. Um, and yeah, it was it was tough. We could have look. Our first switch was miss-hit, out, our first long ball in behind was out, after that we didn't switch anymore and didn't play a long ball anymore. So if you don't threat a compact opponent like Christopher Ellis tonight in behind, you have to play always in between. So, yes, a few balls we lost, unforced I would say, we miss-hit and miss pass whatever, and other balls, they won the challenge. So that was too often the case. So you don't get really in the rhythm. But we had in the first half, you might remember there was no atmosphere. because, And if then, the people were not happy with what they saw. Then it was always the same. When we had to tune it up the last 10 minutes, the stadium was rocking. And then boop, 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 they're coming. Last year, I think it was here when they changed in half time to 4-4-2. And we, the, the, the runs in behind, we didn't really react particularly well. But in the end, we won the game. So nobody really speaks about it. Then tonight um, we did a lot of things good, but it was not brilliant. So, um, point. Let's carry on.
4: Is it about rebuilding a little bit of confidence? <laughs>
5: yeah it's confidence i don't know it's it's a, a conviction everything a little bit so but i see i see a team who wants they, they really want and that's all i need and from there we go and it's that this is a not will not go in in, in the history books as the best season we ever played we know already so now let's make the best of it what we can make and we will see what it is
4: just last one trent obviously going off was that an injury problem or was that no, tactical
5: no, no give him a rest Trent plays all the games. yeah. <laughs> plays all the games there and all these kind of things. So now we thought, OK, come on, leave Millie on the pitch and, and, and take Trent off. Um, yeah, Djokovic can't play 90s these kind of things. But I think we came all through without ma- major issue. Now, TalkSport 2 also brought you live in an
3: exclusive commentary of a huge relegation six-pointer as Lee's welcome fellow struggler Southampton to Ellen Road. Here's how that game sounded on TalkSport 2.
6: We are off and underway in the big one at the bottom, live on Talk Sport 2, 19th against 20th, just a point between them. Quickly controlled by Stuart Armstrong, who shoots right footed and steers it wide. Leeds win it back, into the area. Aronson shoots and he's dragged it, rolled it wide of goal. Lonto called the penalty here for Leeds. he's set up first from the overlap to Dinkin, a high delivery. Bamford underneath it, heads it back across. Aronson's there, couldn't smuggle it home.
0: Shocking defender. Joe, you know, how many opportunities do they want? The ball's bouncing in
7: that six yard box across the
6: six yard line. Just put your foot through it. Now some of it. Toying with the Southampton back line. Lovely ball infield. Little flip by Harrison. Firpo shoots! It's in! Lead, Leeds! Leads! Junior Firpo with his ball! Brilliant play to escape Maitland-Niles. And he's heading straight to the corner flag. The final whistle blows. And Javi Gracia makes an immediate impact at Leeds United. Victory in his first game in charge for Leeds. A first Premier League win since November the 5th. It's finished Leeds United 1, Southampton 0.
3: Now with all their reaction to Saturday afternoons football, here's Jamie O'Hara and Gabby Agbonlahor. On game day phoning.
6: Everton nil, Aston Villa two. A huge win for Aston Villa, which uh, gives them an extra three points in the table and moves them even further away from the relegation zone. But for
7: Everton, a terrible result. Not getting Calvi lewin fit or not having him available for the rest of the season, or his injuries, could be the, be the reason you go down because you need a striker who can score goals. Because Mopai, for me. Like he says, he's definitely a championship striker. There's a reason why Brighton let him go when they were short on strikers. Mm. He's just not good enough. Sims, it's hard to put the pressure on him. A young lad who's who's doing his bit, but you've got to get Calvert Lewin fit, you have to. He made a glass. (laughs) He's made the really glass. He's that. all. He's he's, he's yeah. in. Every time I watch him play next yeah. week, he's out injured. I like Everton, man. It's a strange you like? What do you like? No, I just like Everton. Like when you played there... because their... we grew up playing against them. No, and when it was when you played and... them, when you played against them, Tom, you were always in a tough game. Like the fans are close to you. You're getting all sorts of abuse of the fans, putting yeah. you off your game. You know, you had the Tim kales in there, the Lescott, the You never the, got any stickers. He was always on the bench. <laughs> we <you> talking about? <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. I hated playing at Goodison Park. Loved playing there because it was a, a, a yeah. great place to go and play. But when you're out on the pitch, them 90 minutes you hated. Because they were on you. But two, they look soft now, Evan.
3: Yeah. It's Leicester 0 Arsenal
4: 1, and this goal has been coming. Checking the goal, as they always do, possible foul. Oh, The referee has decided that it's not a goal. Wow. I, I'm struggling to understand that. Um, I'm sure we'll get communication from...
0: We the need, uh, the we
4: authorities... Well, uh, we need communication on that one because we've watched it three or four times and I cannot see a foul and nothing significant. There's physical contact but it's a corner. There's going to be physical contact. I couldn't see a foul from... It, it says a Ben White foul and I honestly cannot
7: see. He's got... I, I can't see anything really. Jamie, i I got to talk about that disallowed goal. Go we were in shock, weren't we, watching it? I couldn't like, believe it. How they've given a foul by Ben White on um Danny Ward, yeah. the goalkeeper. Like... It's half turning into basketball where you can't even touch anyone. That's not a foul. Five years ago, no, it's never that's been never been a foul. There's never been a foul. There's not. He it, can't even touch the keeper a little bit now, and the referee going over
1: to VAR to, VAR's to the monitor, yeah. monitor
7: and looking at it and actually giving a foul. He's lucky that Arsenal won the game because I'm sure Mikel, Mikel Arteta would probably been chasing the referee around the pitch if they if they hadn't got that yeah. win. Because yeah. it's a shocking decision and football's getting too soft. How's that a foul? The same basketball football, you're allowed a bit of a touch? No, I agree with you. I mean it was it was woeful VAR, but I honestly. mean how many shows have we done where we sit here out there and we come in and, and watch a game from three o'clock and every single time there's a VAR decision that we're looking at going, what, is, go going down. what is going on? Keeper punched here, he, could, <laughs> he I hope he's not fighting tomorrow. <laughs> he couldn't punch anything, at Keeper, <laughs> honestly. <laughs>
3: To the weekend sports breakfast show now. Tony and Natalie were joined by former Manchester United striker Teddy Sheringham. The ex-England frontman gave his thoughts on this afternoon's Carabao Cup final as Manchester United take on Newcastle United. A game, of course, you can hear live on TalkSport.
8: Both clubs are, are far on an all cylinders, aren't they? Yeah, I've got immense congratulations for Eddie Howe for what he's done at Newcastle. Um... Hasn't gone out and spent silly money. He's bought the players in that will get the t- get the f- squad to the next level, uh, and then maybe go even bigger once once they're in that chimp- Champions League spot, maybe. But I, I think he's done brilliant for Newcastle. The fans are loving life up there. You, you get the vibe that you know everyone's right behind Eddie, and uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I I wouldn't like to call it. I think there's there's winners. Um, on both sides that, that could turn a game. So it, it should be a fascinating game.
0: Clement Serpan pulls time on the game. And Manchester United are through to the last 16 of the Europa League after
2: beating Barcelona.
8: I mean, if they'd have lost the game, there would have been, you know, some shoulders down for, for Friday morning, Saturday morning, and then you've got to pick the players up. But they'll be, they'll be absolutely buzzing. They'll be on cloud nine. The fans will be expecting and i don't see any problem with fatigue at all mm. not not now because uh, they'll they'll be flying
1: that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
3: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. To fight night now, and the team continued the build-up to this evening's live and exclusive Talksport commentary of the enormous bout between Jake Paul, the YouTuber, and Tommy Fury, the reality star. The team spoke to some of the biggest names in boxing, who gave their thoughts on tonight's massive fight.
0: Well John interesting events out there. It got a little bit heated towards the end. We are heated people Spencer. We uh, we love it. We thrive on this. Look at Tommy. He was up ready to go. We can walk through walls when when the Furies get to this point. There is no stopping a fury. Look, am I right? I can go. Me boys can go. We're ready. Yeah, listen John. Speaking to Tommy. Earlier in the week, he was full of confidence. And he said to me, Spence, listen, you know me. I'm a boxer. He's a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you really believe this will go past four rounds? The confidence was there. And did you see anything in the body language up there today with a pair of them? Because Jake seemed quite quiet. Jake was quiet because he had no other choice than to be quiet. Tommy was up for it. If he have flinched wrong, Tommy, have got at him there and then. I said, rain him back, rain him back, son, wait, wait for Sunday night. I've looked in that kid's eyes. That kid don't want it. Don't put the kettle on because you'll miss it. Listen, John, you've got to give us a final prediction. Will we hear the final bell? How does Tommy Fury win? Feeding time for Tommy. Knockout. No points. Train to knock him out. That's what's going to happen. Sunday night, knockout in Derrier. On Jake Paul's expense. Well, Tyson, that was very interesting up there. Things got very heated. What do you make of it all? Oh, I think it's fantastic. I'm having absolute ball. My dad's the most entertaining man in the world, I think. Give him a job on Broadway, because he is a one-man show. Your old man really was getting into it. We saw him up there, actually, on the press conference. They talked a lot about, actually... Putting a winner takes all or nothing on there. What happened with that bet, by the way? Did they do that? Yeah, they've done it. My dad shook uh, the manager's hand, and it's all or nothing, double really? or nothing. Really? So it's all on. That's the confidence. Yeah, it's on. What has Tommy been doing in his training in the build-up to this one? Because he looks in, him. F- he looks phenomenal shape. And we've heard he's been knocking people out. Talk to us. Been knocking out everybody, everybody. And he'll knock Jake Paul out tomorrow as well. Do you see anything in Jake Paul that could bother Tommy Fury at all? No, nothing.
6: No,
2: Tommy Fury knocks him out cold. And I've got to be honest, Prince Khalid and his crew, Skills Entertainment, have filled their boots in the build-up to this. They've clearly made it a mega event. They've fully invested. We've we've witnessed the arrival of so many stars, you know, a pantheon of, of boxing uh, modern boxing stars out there for what is going to be a fascinating event, whether it delivers on the thrills and spills in that final 24-minute fight between Tommy and Fury and Jake Paul, we don't know, but Jake Paul has managed to, managed to harness the help of the Saudi Arabians for this in, in diria and it's and it's it's a fascinating event. Um, we're all rubbernecking. It's two novices. We've got to that point in the week we're back in tomorrow obviously Mm -hmm. we got to that point where you feel like you've turned every little pebble and shell over with every theory you bring them closer and closer and closer and now it looks like an even fight to me even though my head is telling me that on paper if tommy fury does what he has learnt since he was a little boy he ought to win the fight
0: from seeing enough on the camera this week tommy fury is emotionally invested highly emotionally invested, as we saw today when those boys went at it on the, on the weigh-ins today. He is absolutely pumped up emotionally, which tells me he's going to come for a fast start in this particular fight. And I can see this getting quite messy. A lot of people are saying, I see this knockout, I see that knockout, who you're backing for this and who you're backing for this. And listen, we of course we want to see an explosive moment and that. and It would be fitting to have a viral moment because these boys live on social media, of course. I just see, I just see it going the distance and they're being both hands raised at the end and everybody's in up in all saying, well, Tommy did enough or Jake did enough and Jake did better than I thought he was going to do or Tommy wasn't this... And then we go again and they'll make a, even more money the second time around. Well, that's it,
3: gang. Thanks for listening on the Tuck's Apple Have a get your podcast from. I'll be back on Monday afternoon at 4pm alongside the sneaker freak, Darren Ben. There will, of course, be another one of these Anagostine Tuck's Ball daily podcasts out. First in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone, be safe.